Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Unscaled Travel Show. I'm Jeremy Long, full metal traveler. And, uh, you know, if you missed it in the introduction, we're talking all things travel. This episode, we're talking about zoos, aquariums, those wildlife parks out there, and our fascination with them. You know, we'll talk about some of the, our favorite ones. We'll give you some interesting facts and figures. We're going to do all kinds of fun things. And of course, I'm talking the term of plural because with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, rocking and rolling. Talking to, we are going to speak. We are going to speak and converse about zoos, aquariums, <laughs> you know, giraffes, yeah. elephants. All, all those kinds. things, yeah. <laughs> all kinds of, you know, nothing quite. <laughs> I love zoos, and I think you know. I do know. That I love zoos and aquariums. I do. It's a strange fasc- fascination. I think it's a strange fa- strange fascination for a lot of people. That is a hard phrase to it say. It is. <laughs> strange fascination. Uh, it, it's really wild. You know, I mean, I think most people are introduced to zoos and aquariums when they're young. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we took our kids from the time they were little to the Houston Zoo and Aquarium and they loved it. Yeah. We've been going ever since. What what is your first memory of like a zoo or an aquarium? Oh, um, I remember going to some like drive through wildlife park in East Texas. I don't remember (laughs) where, but I was probably elementary school age. And there was a camel that stuck his head in the window. Man, those those drive-through wildlife parks. Regardless of how you feel about them, I think almost everyone who's experienced something like a drive-through wildlife park has an has the experience of an animal sticking its head inside of the window. Like if it was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the dog is Cujo. I mean, most of you're like, oh, hey, dog, you know, or if a cat jumps on the hood of your car or something. Look, when a <laughs> when a camel <laughs> sticks its head inside you, you're not used to it. Well, and I'd never seen a camel before. Right. This is East Texas. So, like, where did they get the camel? I have questions now as an adult I didn't have as a kid. But, you know, seeing a camel for the first time and then seeing it up close like that. It, it was a bit of a terrifying experience. Mine was an emu. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think I knew what an emu was, but I'd never seen one up close. I, and like at this point, uh, also in Texas, they used to have the safari park, right? I don't, I don't know if it's the same one you went to. Maybe, maybe. But this was a drive through safari park. I think it was on the way to San Antonio. If you're older like me, you probably remember this place. It was off the highway. It was uh, outside of Houston. So it was definitely between Houston and San Antonio, I believe. But you just paid your money. They had a small petting zoo. So you could go pet the, you know, small, smelly little animals, goats and whatever. Uh, But then the rest of them, you had to drive through. And they had ostriches and emus. and and, uh, I'm... Don't know the difference between an ostrich and an emu to be. Well, good thing we're not taking a test on it. <laughs> we're not taking a test on it. Uh, they're, <laughs> you know, they can, they can be intimidating, right? Yeah. So you you bought this thing of food like pellets. Yes. They would yes. eat the pellets, 
And this particular one, they had you put it for some reason, like in an ice cream cone. <laughs> the the deal was you would, you know, had your pellet full of ice cream cone thing. Your and you were like ice cream cone full of pellets, you mean? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and uh yeah, scratch that, reverse it. Uh and you would just like you're supposed to like hold it out the window. Well, I think I was like eight, seven or eight at the time. And I go to do that, it pecks at it, I bring my arm in, its head follows me in. <laughs> I drop because I'm screaming. <laughs> I start screaming. Bloody Terrifying. murder. Terrified. <laughs> I drop it at the floorboard. The thing starts attacking. Pock, 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 <laughs> pecking at the pellets on the floor between the my legs. <laughs> in the car while I'm screaming. My mom's laughing. Why Why do we think it's a good idea to give children food <laughs> to feed wild know. animals? <laughs> It's like a rite of passage. I Look, guess so. We don't <laughs> we don't hunt woolly mammoths anymore. We don't, we're not surviving saber toothed tigers. So we feed this, emus and camels we, at safari parks. Look, man, have you really grown up if you haven't had some kind of PTSD from an animal park <laughs> when you were younger? I guess not. I mean that that kind of leads us into some interesting t- statistics. Everybody loves zoos. I mean, we just looked up. Uh, over 180 million people visit zoos and aquariums just in the U.S. every year. Yeah. That's a more people than I can even imagine going to zoos and aquariums yeah. just in the U.S. And there are zoos and aquariums across the entire world. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, the 180 million is a lot for the U.S., but uh, for worldwide, I mean, some figures point to over 700 million people every single year go visit zoos aquariums safari parks whatever wildlife reserves whatever you want however you want to define those people are fascinated by these things now yes there are people that say you know zoos that should be abolished you know and aquariums and we're not talking like sea world Thing. So those, uh, I'm on the side of like SeaWorld maybe has outlived its usefulness, maybe. Right. Uh, that's a topic for a different time. That's a debate for a different time. We're just talking about what is the appeal. What is, what is the appeal, do you think, of seeing animals that normally, you know, it's like going, going to a zoo here in Vegas, which I don't think we have a zoo. We have some aquariums. We don't have zoos. Not we used Big, to. We, we used, used to, to. Yeah, there, there was yeah. like a little small area, but like seeing a polar bear up close, I, or I mean, any kind of bear. I think really. it's because we don't see these animals yeah. outside of a zoo or a movie or a book. So this is the only chance we get to see these. Not many people go to the zoo and are fascinated by the regular birds. You're going to look at the birds from yeah. other countries you've never seen in real life before. Yeah, I don't notice too many parakeets. No. There's not been, well, there are crows at the zoo. They're just not in the exhibits. They're eating all the popcorn on the ground. Yeah, one bird's free, another <laughs> one isn't. Doesn't seem right to me. Uh, but yeah, okay. So some of the more like uh, it, it might amaze people to know that like Disney's Animal Kingdom, it, it's an attraction in Florida. I would. I don't know if I would necessarily classify it as a zoo. But it is, what, the most popular, most visited? It's the most visited zoo yeah. 
in the United States, it says. Uh-huh. Uh, with over almost 14 million visitors in 2019. That's fascinating. It, it actually broke a Guinness World Record for most visited zoo that year. That's crazy. I mean, I, I, I never even think about that place. No, it does have a safari. It has a safari park in it where you can go on a tour through the grounds where the animals are roaming. Um, but yeah, when I think of yeah. zoos, this is not one that ever comes to mind, which apparently it should if it's the most popular zoo in the entire U.S. Well, I guess in, in the world. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we think about, like, when I think zoos, I think zoos in major cities. So, yeah. like, you know, very popular San Diego Zoo and and maybe uh, Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago and, and of course, the, the New York Zoo and stuff. But there are zoos literally everywhere. There are wildlife, especially bigger states like maybe Texas. There are several drive-through wildlife, uh, I don't know, parks, uh you know, wildlife parks, safari preserves, parks, something like preserves, that. Yeah, uh, you know where they have vast things of land, and even I mean, outside of San Diego, there is a safari park that we went to a few years ago that we were blown away by just how awesome it right. really was. And uh, but you know, you you might think you know, like where when did this trend start? Zoos go back thousands of years, honestly. They, I mean, there were zoos. In ancient China, there were zoos in ancient Egypt. You know, anywhere, like, people were conquering things. <laughs> you know, one of the things was, like, you collected animals and brought them back for people. And, like, uh, the rich and powerful had animals and would, you know, stick them in places for people to see because it was exotic. And, you know, you could. I think that was the biggest reason. Like, you could. And so, and it would show off to people, like, look at, oh, you know, I'm. I could reach. Look how big my menagerie is. Yeah, there you go, menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the word I was thinking. God, I'm reaching deep into my Disney yeah. uh, lingo here. Yeah, menagerie was not the word I kept. <laughs> I was looking for that word, and that wasn't the word that kept popping up. That's where uh, we, we can thank a lot. Unfortunately, a different kind of zoo can pop it up. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, but like what we consider the first modern zoo was opened in Paris, of all places, in hmm. 1793. So, like, zoos are not new to humanity. They're not new to civilization as as we know it. It's just, you know, when, when will zoos continue to evolve? Uh, I think people have gotten to the point where seeing a bear in a small cage is right. maybe not the most popular thing in the world. Like, you know, I think the, these things need to continue evolving, continue to educate. There's goods and bads. You know, again, that's a different debate, but it's all about zoos. We love them. As human beings, we love them. As, you know, we love aquariums and everything, so we're going to keep talking about it. Some of our most favorite places in the entire world to visit, right? Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. All things zoos, all things aquariums, this episode of Unscaled. Keep it right here. We'll be back in just a moment.
Welcome back to Unscaled. It's Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. And remember for all of our past episodes and interviews and fun, witty banter with each other, go to fullmetaltraveler.com. Check us out. Check out some of our affiliates, RJA Radio, which carries our shows. And, uh, you know, if you're of the podcasting type, we're across all the podcasting, major podcasting networks, including Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all them things. We do it all, right? Uh, we really appreciate your uh, listening, supporting, sharing. And we're talking about all things zoos and aquariums. Some of our favorites. Some of these you may know because they're very ultra popular and things of that nature. Some of them you may not know. Uh, maybe they're only popular around where we live. I don't know. But we're going to hopefully introduce you to some new places that uh, you may put on your fall travel list summer maybe next summer maybe uh maybe in the spring if you go to uh, a zoo in the winter time you are a psychopath uh <laughs> and a masochist. well we went to a zoo in arizona on the hottest day of the year so i'm not sure what that says about us we are masochists we <laughs> love the heat uh yeah that was that was a wild experience we what the heck were we doing in phoenix anyway? we were going to a baseball game Oh, and we, okay. we drove down to Arizona for a baseball game, and we right. got there early. And we happened upon a zoo we didn't even know is outside of Arizona. It is in Litchfield Park, Arizona. It's right outside of Phoenix. And it is called the Wildlife Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. Yeah. <laughs> this was a wild place. It like, was, yeah. And that's been a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and that area has blown up. I think it was under development whenever we first went out there, and it was strange because it was like the only thing, really. Yeah, there were some that area. some residential areas, and then we kept seeing signs for a zoo. And we had our daughter with us, and we thought, let's go check out this zoo for a few hours before the game. And we were pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to this day. And like you just said, it was the hottest day of the year. And it was, I mean, melt your skin off kind of hot. For it being that hot, the park itself was well shaded, I felt. The animals were well shaded. Mm -hmm. And they were the most active zoo, like animals in a zoo type setting that I have ever seen. Yeah. And all of the years and 40 years of doing this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we still talk about it anytime we yeah. go to a zoo that the animals are not as um, active or as noticeable as they were at that at that zoo. And there Yeah. There were different from what I remember like different types of habitats. So it had, you know, your jungle animals yeah. and more of like the um Berry, yeah, like the bear, <laughs> and then kind of, of like a, a, the safari park area, which was all animals that you would find, you know, in yeah. in a safari type setting. Like the bear was playing in the pool, yeah. you know, it was in the water. The monkeys were monkeying; they were chasing each <laughs> other, and you know, uh, the even like the other animals, like the uh, the four legged variety of like uh, deer and reindeer and whatever they had out there. They were all up and like roaming around. And this is the middle of the day. Yeah. Like we went in the middle of the day. I'd never seen anything like it. But like I said, most of the uh, most of the uh, uh, places the animals were held were very well shaded, very well watered. 
even they had a giant tortoise. Yeah. And the tortoise was walking around like smiling and taking pictures with people, or, like signing autographs and stuff. It was crazy. It was uh, it was one of my favorite parks to this day. Yeah. If you're in the Phoenix area or passing through and you have kids or just enjoy seeing animals, I would recommend stopping in for a few hours. <laughs> it's you, a lot of fun. We had no idea what to expect, and it was much bigger than we thought and had way more stuff in there than just some animals. I mean, there was a train, I think, and like a a sky gondola thing that went from one side of the park to the other. So you could see it all from the air. It was, it was just very impressive. Really? Did yeah. we go in there? I don't think no, we, we did. didn't. <laughs> it was too hot to be above the shade. Now, uh, if you're on that same drive, say you're headed from like, uh, I don't know, New Mexico or Texas or something like that. Before you get to Phoenix, you'll pass through Arizona. I mean, uh, Williams. <laughs> Not Arizona. That's that's where the state is. Uh, Williams, Arizona <laughs> has a place called Barizona. Barizona is a drive-through wildlife park there in Williams, and it is you know it. They do have a a park area where they have animals. Oh, there was a bear cub you fell in love there with. There was Roscoe. You still remember its name? That I is do. Hilarious to because me. our daughter's friend had gone here a few years ago uh, and talked about it, and so it took a little bit of convincing to get you to go, uh, yeah. but we finally did. The great thing about this place is there's an area that you drive through, and you pay one fee, but you can drive through it as many times as you want. So yeah. if the animals are not out where you can see them, you can just keep going through over and over until you do see them. But they had way more than just bears. Um, a lot of like, like wolves and, and bison. Uh, bison, all sectioned yeah. off, all, you know, safe and everything. And they have those sections. I mean, they have sections with wolves, with bears. And it is one of those things like you, they instruct you. In fact, if you roll up to the gate and your windows are down there, they'll be like, hey, you got to put your windows up. They won't let you go through. They have people watching your car at all times because they don't want any, you know, unfortunate things to happen, you know, right. but it happened. There was a story not too long ago. I don't know if you saw this. A lady and her husband and kid were in one of these things and she started arguing with her husband and she was in the passenger seat and the woman got, got out and they were in the a tiger. Oh my gosh. A Bengal tiger part of it. And like she went to the driver's side, like she was going to tell her husband off. I don't know what was going through her mind, <laughs> but a few seconds later, it was some tiger teeth because and they have video of it and it's horrible. I mean, but you know, whatever. And the like tiger drags her off screen or whatever. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, stay in the car. Needless to say, <laughs> stay in the car. These places are usually very safe as long as you follow the oh, rules. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't let, don't let that story. <laughs> <laughs> don't let that story uh, Stop you also, if you and your husband are arguing, <laughs> stay in the car. A, he's closer. You can yell at him better when yeah. he's right there. No yeah. need to get out of the car. <laughs> to prove a point. Like, what? Uh, okay. Anyway, so, yeah. back to Arizona. Arizona, uh, stay in the car. Yeah. And it's a lovely experience. But it is it is a really cool place. You There's a section you can drive through and then another section that is more zoo-like mm -hmm. where you can park. And they do have... Um, the actual exhibits that you can walk up to and see the different ones. And they yeah. had baby bears there that they were feeding. Adorable. Obviously, they don't let you hold the baby bears. We asked. 
but um, it was great. U.S. <laughs> you, I think she, you bothered a few uh, people there. You kept... Well, I mean, they were holding the bear. Why can't I hold the bear? <laughs> uh, they also had like, you know, they had otters and, and things like that. Uh, and restaurants on site. And so yeah. it's like this whole experience. You could spend uh, uh, maybe half a day. I think they even had kind of a petting zoo area with yeah. like barnyard animals in it. Yeah. It was really neat. We spent a, a few hours there on the way back from the Grand Canyon. And it was another fun, unexpected little stop on the way. Yeah. And it, perhaps our favorite part, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but uh, San Diego Safari Park. Oh, yes. Their Safari Park. Now, this is not the world famous San Diego Zoo. But this is their counterpart, the Safari Park, which is just a little ways outside of San Diego, actually. Um, but it is a fascinating experience. Yeah. And in, in fact, you can't upgrade your experience there, elevate your experience there by uh, paying a little extra. And you can go out in these carts and go feed some of the animals. Um you know hang out with them i don't know if y'all play hopscotch i don't know we didn't do all that but we did see they have like a cheetah run oh yeah uh every couple of hours they bring their cheetah out to you know stretch it let it stretch its legs and run around or maybe one time a day one or twice i don't know they have it on a schedule but you can go out and it'll run i mean you can get you can actually see how fast cheetahs are with your own eyes or get a glimpse anyway yeah of what they're like and it's a huge expanse you can take a vehicle around, right? Uh, like a train? Was yeah, it a train so it has its own kind of zoo area too. And then the safari park behind it that has the open air tram. Yes. You have to keep your hands inside. <laughs> uh, it, but this is part of your, your regular ticket is to ride the tram <laughs> around the open safari. And yeah. there are all kinds of animals there. And they talk about the habitat and how they've tried to make it as close to what these animals would naturally be in. And it's just, it's really interesting. But as you were saying, you can also upgrade. I think they even have overnight stays that you can stay in like a tent. You can go sleep not, with the giraffes. Not in the actual open air part, but near it so that you can hear the animals and kind of be in that environment. Oh my God. Yeah. I'd like to go to sleep and like forget <laughs> and like wake up and tell animal noises. Like. Well, different kind of animal. But this is also where we did the uh, hot air balloon. Do you remember? (laughs) Yeah. They have a hot air balloon in the middle of the park that'll take you up, you know, maybe 150 feet off the ground. But you can get an aerial view of almost the entire park. They also have the gondola. Hmm. They have a gondola that goes over the park. uh, So you can see that as well. It's just really amazing. It really was, and it, it, to this day, it's my favorite safari park slash zoo that we've ever been to. Yeah. And, like, we went for years to the Houston Zoo. We mentioned that earlier. And it's a really big park. It's really popular. I think it's, what, the second most popular? Uh, yeah. It, Something in, like in four visits, million. Yeah, in visits, it's the second most popular yeah. in the U.S. And, uh, you know, just tons of fun. And, you know, you can get weirdly intimate with giraffes there at the... Houston. <laughs> I know exactly which, what you're talking about, but which, this is a family show. Okay, yeah. We can get weirdly. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff happening there. We'll have to share that story another time. Uh, when we come back, we're going to switch uh, over to talk, you know, fishes, fishes and stuff, aquariums, zoos, talking it all here on Scale Travel Show. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Unscaled. It's Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. Uh, we're talking zoos, we're talking aquariums, our fascination and love for these places. I love aquariums. Something very zen about an aquarium uh, for the most part. We've been to some fascinating ones and we've been to aquariums all over the world. Yeah. I don't know why it's just like... I don't think we got to go to the one in Portugal. Like we were going to go, and right. we decided uh, the one in last Lisbon, minute. yeah, yeah, that we weren't going to go. But uh, there's just something about aquariums that I just really love. Um, and I'm not talking. A lot of people want to confuse and say, "Yo, oh, oh, Sea World" or something. I'm not talking Sea World. I went to Sea World years ago. I didn't like it then. I like the roller coasters at uh, Sea World. I didn't really like the animal things. But like an actual aquarium where they not only do what they do, you know, with sea life, but they, I think aquariums are really good about working with like scientists and local organizations to help foster um, and protect marine life, marine life. Yes. A lot of them are known for that, for uh, working with the local marine conservation efforts and mm -hmm. helping to protect the marine life, or in some cases, like the Seattle Zoo, helping to keep the sea star, formerly known as a starfish, from, um, ex I don't think extinction, but it was be becoming extinct in that area. Do we know why they stopped calling it a, a because starfish? Because they are not fish, is what uh. the guy said. Man, just like Pluto. They just, psh, the name, you know, you've been demoted. Sea star, just... Come on, man. Well, They're I mean, it's but... not a fish. Starfish. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, they're always, I will die on that hill. They are always starfish to me. Um, we do actually have something here in Vegas. Now, you wouldn't think the middle of the desert would be a great environment for uh, aquariums and sea life. Hey, but millions of years ago, this was a sea. So, you know, like, whatever. I mean, we're just like, first to the party you know you know what i'm saying so like uh we do at mandalay bay there is uh the shark reef yeah the mandalay bay shark reef has a, a curiously big collection of sharks and other marine life and it really is i mean when you're talking about vegas and things to do with the family that are not gambling focused. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that that's weird. If you're gambling with your kids and you want to break, if you don't want to play blackjack with them anymore, take them over here to the shark reef. Cause it's, I think it's a very fascinating, uh, look, walk through, uh, I don't know, marine life and education. Yeah, it's neat. It has the underwater tunnel that you can walk through. So all the, fish and little sharks are swimming above you and then they also have add-on packages where you can feed some stingrays and if you're lucky I don't know about that. Uh, yeah well it depends I don't know about uh, that. <laughs> and if you're lucky you can watch when the divers actually go in and get into the tanks with the sharks and like kind of play around with them we saw it the last time we were there yeah yeah I don't I don't know about that either <laughs> I, think they, you I didn't know, say you're doing they, it. They they do too much. They try to do too much. <laughs> They're in there playing around with sharks, and like you know feeding feeding rays and like right. the, you know the little areas where you can't actually touch the starfish. 
and like sea cucumbers <laughs> and things like I don't even like that. I yeah, I, I don't want to touch the, the animals. I love aquariums. I don't want to go around petting fish. No, no. Of any kind. No. So that's not against like dogfish or sharks. Or, I don't want to be petting any of them. Look, I think there should be a healthy balance, a healthy... There should be two inches of glass between you and every fish. <laughs> <That's> always. <laughs> always. <laughs> Even if I'm on a boat, there needs that healthy distance away from well, so, sea life. So you like the aquarium at the Silverton Casino better? The Silverton Casino has that giant aquarium. And even, okay, they do a mermaid show that kids love, and it's free. Right. And you can just sit there and watch in between, you know, in between you doing roulette, uh, you can bring your kid over and <laughs> watch the uh, mermaid show. It's right in the lobby. It's right in front of Bass Pro Shops. Yep. Um, and... It's fascinating. The kids watch it, and the mermaid gets in there, and they do flips and and blow little dirt hearts. I don't know the sand, not dirt, sand <laughs> at the bottom. And they do little hearts, and the kids find it fascinating. Uh, but it is a really, I mean, it's a big aquarium full of. There's no sharks in there. There's huh? no sharks. There were several stingrays. Lots of stingrays. Lots of big, um, like huge, yeah, huge stingrays. stingrays and fish. I mean, it's not a very huge tank compared to mm. some of these other aquariums we're talking about, but. I think we stood there for an hour just watching the animals go around. It's and fun. Yeah. And the kids the kids loved it. They had little kids yeah. there, and they loved it. And I think that's, I mean, that's really, it's not for 40-year-old men uh, with beards <laughs> like mine. So You did stand there, though. I did. It was fascinating. <laughs> I just, I love fish. I don't know, but I don't want to pet fish. Uh, another a good one we went to, do uh, you remember our trip to the Seattle? Yes. Seattle Aquarium. Yes. And that giant, what is it, a giant octopus? Yes. They have a giant octopus. Mm-hmm. It has, I know it has a name. I don't remember the octopus's name. I don't either. And but it does. It kind of freaks me out because it was staring right at us. Because octopus, are, they're so <laughs> smart. Are they octopi? Is that a single octopus? I, I don't know. They're so smart. And you knowing that they're sm- so smart is just mind blowing that you see this giant guy just staring at you and you know he's trying to figure out the problem of like how do i get out of this glass and how do i smack this guy you know well and then just his long tentacles he was just like wait it's a little it's a little unnerving yeah oh i just looked it up there he's a giant pacific octopus what's his name they have his name on there um i thought it was like barry or something i don't know the great name for an octopus. Um, I don't see it right off. Okay. It doesn't say no. Well, he's he's. Uh, I I liked watching him. I didn't like that he started following me around the tank. Maybe I look like a handler there. <laughs> that <laughs> he either was waiting for food or waiting to kill me because, like, I don't know <laughs> if he has a grudge out or if he was just hungry. But he kept following me around the tank, and I I took a couple of pictures and uh, you know. Shot a little bit of video, that was it. But yeah. I was very thankful again for that two inches of glass between us. And uh, you know, I waved at him when we were leaving, and he just kind of blinked at me like, "Next time, I never." You know, he's like an elephant; he never forgets. <laughs> and I don't know if I'll ever go back there with any kind of confidence. Um, and actually, not too long ago, when we were in Japan, we got to visit uh, our first, I guess, international. International aquarium, aquarium. Yeah. In, Kyoto. Uh, in Kyoto. 
It was another uh, un unexpected little stop for us, and uh, it was it was a really interesting aquarium. Uh, it's not very big. We didn't know how much time we needed to designate for this, but I think we got through the whole thing in about an hour, hour and a half. But the thing about the Kyoto Aquarium was that it's not just an aquarium. They actually had marine biologists right there in inside the aquarium with tanks of mini jellyfish and all these other little fishes and they were you know monitoring them and studying them and so you could watch these scientists working doing their job which was totally fascinating for us and our son who is going to school to be a marine biologist so probably to me one of the more interesting aquariums that we've been to because you did get to see those behind the scenes things that you don't ever get to see and I know you enjoyed the penguin habitat there. I, I just enjoy penguins. Um, just in a formal setting. <laughs> we could just hang out, you know. Uh, you want to yeah, hang out with penguins? I would hang out with penguins. They're kind of smelly. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of smelly. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> they're better dressed than me. They're better dressers, you know, but uh, <laughs> they are fun. <laughs> fun creatures to watch. They're They're very... I don't know, uh, silly, silly little, silly, silly little guys. I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, the Kyoto Aquarium was a lot of, it, it was fun. It was quick, but it was, you know, seeing the different aquariums and what they are dedicated to or what their primary mission is, it, you know, because they had, what was that giant thing? Was it a salamander? Yes, they have the giant salamander. The giant salamanders. And these things were huge. Wait, was it a salamander? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, giant salamander. A Japanese giant salamander, if you Google it. Yeah. And that was one of the first things you see when you walk in. I mean, those things were huge. And they were like all bunched up together. It, yeah. They looked like rocks. Yeah. We thought it was rocks at first. And then one of them moved. And, and we didn't like even realize. They were a bunch of four foot rocks, man. Yeah. And, you know, these things, I mean, they're basically dinosaurs. They go back millions <laughs> of years and everything else. And and uh, so that was, I mean, I, I hate to beat on the, the this word, but it was just fascinating to me. We just sat there just staring at them. And then they had this giant blue room. Which oh, is right. kind of like the you know this this big part of the aquarium, where the uh, like uh, rays and stuff like that were just yeah you know it was I mean they had giant a giant tank with all kinds giant of tank. fish and stingrays in it and they had chairs and it's I think it's supposed to be a, a mellow type yeah. room they had chairs where you could just sit and watch and people were just sitting. And just staring was, at yeah, it. Yeah, and it was multi-level, remember? It was huge, As you walk yeah. through, you come back by it on the second level, and you get to see it from a whole different perspective. It was really cool. Yeah. My, our son didn't want to leave. He was like, you can just leave me in the aquarium, and y'all could do something else. <laughs> which which we almost did. <laughs> well, he asked him. He wanted to live there. Um, talking all things zoos, aquariums, we're going to have more... Some of our favorite zoos that we visited recently over the years. Uh, just so you can list them out, write them down, share your own stories with us. Go to fullmetaltraveler.com. This is Unscaled Travel Show. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Unscaled. It's Jeremy Long, Amy Long. We're talking zoos and aquariums, wildlife parks, nature preserves, all kinds of fun stuff. Lots of animals. Lots of animals. Our fascination with animals just dates back to, I mean, zoos and menageries and things like that date back thousands of years. Um, the rich and powerful used to keep uh, animals for display, their own private courtyards. Now, we just walk in with our kid just to just be quiet. Join the animals. <laughs> just give me some peace. I swear to God. Uh, you know, and all that all that fun stuff you do with kids, if you have kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> just be quiet. Uh, Dad, Dad needs a moment. <laughs> You know, uh, I, especially this last year, I've got to visit zoos across the country. Uh, I love, I love the modern zoo. The, I I want to call it the new modern zoo approach. They're taking more time to really double down on educating young yeah. people, not only about animals, but also about a zoo's place in the world, mm -hmm. what they do, conservation yeah. efforts. Um, eco-tourism, eco, you know, dual eco-living with with animals and, you know, acknowledging, for a long time they wouldn't even not acknowledge, but acknowledging the harm that humans have done and how we're trying at least to combat that. Uh, so I really like that the that zoos have been at the forefront of like really kind of stepping up and going, okay, look you know, we have played a really harmful part in some things. Uh, if that's extinction level events for some animals, habitat erosion, things of this nature, but they're also about acknowledging their part and stepping up and, and kind of educating the next generation about how we could better live with the earth around it. Yeah. And, it, and I, I hope it doesn't sound too preachy. <laughs> But I mean, this is what this is what I think modern new modern zoos should do. They are. And speaking of that, the Lincoln Park Zoo, which we had the pleasure of visiting a few years ago, mm -hmm. is one of the largest zoo based conservation programs in the country. Yeah, uh, they are really putting an emphasis on supporting funding and leading research in animal conservation and yeah. educating children and adults if you're interested in how to do that they want to protect the wildlife population and so they're doing that through a lot of um, educational programs and also with um, funding and supporting other initiatives around animal conservation and it's free yeah and lincoln park zoo is free which blew my mind yeah you can donate money but it is kept uh you know through through uh Monies where you don't have to pay a ticket or whatever, uh, which is also, which is incredible. If you live in Chicago, very popular place. Lincoln Park is just in general very popular and uh, their zoo is quite extensive. Yeah, I do think it had some um, exhibits that you could pay for, like special exhibits, but the mm -hmm. zoo itself is 100% free through uh, member donations. Uh, we mentioned earlier about, I mean, we have so many fun memories of, with our kids and even just us young, you know, when we were kids, uh, uh, from the Houston Zoo. Yeah. And that whole area of Houston, really. I mean, we could do an entire show about the area around Houston, 
which also features like the natural, uh, the the museum of uh, oh the museum district yeah yeah the, the museum zoo district mm-hmm. uh, natural science museum uh, there's a butterfly the butterfly dome dome yeah thing. what do they call it <laughs> uh, yeah the the butterfly uh, habitat there you go okay um, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff around it so I mean we could well, we might do a show yeah. just on that area yeah in we the used future. to spend a lot of time there with our kids absolutely but one of the first zoos I ever went to believe it or not. In a small town called Tyler, Texas, there mm-hmm. is uh, the Caldwell Zoo. I've been there. You've been there. I think, I think it's a met. rite of passage. Yeah. I think it's a rite <laughs> of passage for people that grew up in Southeast Texas or in East Texas yeah. to go to this very small, uh, <laughs> very small zoo. I think our, I think your parents brought our kids. I think so because they have pictures. Uh, at the same lion, there's a there's a water fountain in the shape of a lion's head, and they have a picture there. I also have a picture from when I was about their age, at that same lion head. Uh, but it's you know oftentimes zoos and aquariums are some of our first interactions and first introductions, I guess, to a bigger world yeah. around us. I think that goes back to the we were talking about it earlier. Why we find these things so fascinating. And I think up until those moments, zoos, I mean, uh, animals and marine life, things of that nature are only in books mm-hmm. to a lot of us. Yeah. And it's when we see these things for the first time in real life that it really, you just really start, even at a young age, start going, you know, you know where you start finding your place in the world. And not to be too deep about it, not to sound so getting you know, philosophical on overanalyze you. <laughs> it, but you start, yeah, right? You start really going, wow, there are huge things out there that are, I mean, think yeah. about it. On, on paper, they're small, little. You can't comprehend how big a rhinoceros is. No. Until no. you see one in real life or how tall a giraffe is. Until you see one in real life. And I think that's where that fascination comes from. I do from. too. Yeah. I mean, even. Where we live in Vegas, there are uh, there is a bird sanctuary which also has other animals that they have um, taken in, and you can walk around there. There's everything from baby goats to mini horses. They have some emus. I think they have alpacas, um, (laughs) some some tortoises, a a few different things, and it's I think it's two dollars a person to get in there. But you can just wander around. You can feed the animals and. We've, I've taken our daughter, and she loves it. She gets mm-hmm. to see animals that she would never see, and she's a teenager. And she's like, Mom, look, here's an alpaca. And it's like, okay, I'm not even sure where alpacas actually live in the world, but that is really cool. But it starts making you think about things that you've yeah. never thought about because now I'm like, okay, where do alpacas come from? And how did we end up with one in a Vegas animal sanctuary? Mm. That gong means we move on. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so this year I also got to visit the San Antonio Zoo, which I can't believe I'd never been to before. Out of all my yeah, trips to I've San Antonio. I've never been to San Antonio Zoo either. Um, but I got to thank the lovely people of Visit San Antonio for hosting me earlier this year. And I got to go in, feed some giraffes. I know you're jealous. <laughs> I know you're jealous. You were super jealous when I went. I, I was jealous. Yeah. You sent me pictures, and I, I was not happy. You got to feed giraffes. I've I, never <laughs> fed one before. I think the kids, <laughs> the kids that I cut in line in front of, to feed those giraffes, were also 
not happy with me, but oh, I was standing there. But just you were special. Like a 40-year-old <laughs> child, just, the, just the happy. The glee on his face in the picture. Oh, man, I was so happy. <laughs> and I was just smirking at those kids. I was like, wait your turn. Wait your turn. Mm. You need privilege. Um, also, <laughs> not too long after that, I got I was on a press trip to Columbia, South Carolina. I got to go to the Riverbank Zoo, which is a beautiful zoo. Uh, so I think it's a little bit smaller than the San Antonio Zoo, but it sits along a riverbank. Obviously, that's where the name is. Uh, but they had, I don't know if it was the day or whatever. I think it was just kid day or like school day. Tons oh. of schools. Okay. Tons of schools. All walking, you know, they all matching shirts and stuff. And so they're all just walking around. It but was field trip day. Yeah, field trip day. Field trip day, school day, whatever. <laughs> Kid day. <laughs> but they were all walking around Riverbank Zoo in Columbia, South Carolina. I, I you know what? It, it's, it was a really nice experience. And they had everywhere you looked, they, it looks like they have um, doubled down on bringing in people, whether it's tour guides or whatever, to show off. And they all sounded very much like they loved their jobs. Everyone was smiling. It was just a really happy experience because that was my job. I wasn't being uh, walked around or, you know, anything like that. I was walking around by myself and just observing the zoo. That was part of why I was there, uh, just taking it all in. And I was just watching these and they looked so happy, like just talking about the animals, sharing information, answering questions. And when you see that from a staff it really makes you happy yeah. and it really makes the, the visit more uh, uh, enjoyable. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. That's probably think, the best word for it. I think I'd be happy if I worked with animals all day. Well, I, make, I like animals way more than I like people. Yeah. That, that is that 100% true, but it probably depends on what the animal is that I'm working with. I think some are, <laughs> some are maybe a what, little more agreeable than others. What animal do you work with every day? Well, there is a panda bear sitting across from me. So. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best panda ever. But there are some animals that I may have to uh, think twice about if they were like, hey, you're going to go work with the peacocks today. Because guess what? They're pretty, but they're mean. Peacocks? Peacocks are mean. Really? Yes. Don't You don't remember that one screeching at me? Who's following me around? <laughs> I don't know why a lot of these zoos and wildlife parks just let pe peacocks wander aimlessly where people are, but it was like the, chasing me. I remember the deer in Nara. <laughs> we were in Nara in Japan. I loved the deer in Nara. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh, they loved you guys. And the monkey park we went to. Oh, the monkey. We did yeah. climb a mountain to go to a monkey habitat, and they are just roaming free. Little baby monkeys, the cutest things you've ever seen. You can't touch them. And don't touch them. Do not touch them. Uh, there are staff just walking around. They will tell you stay at least like three to four feet away. Uh, we did see two monkeys get into a little bit of a tiff. <laughs> somebody owed somebody <laughs> some money. That's, that's, hey man, if you're messing with my money, you're messing with my emotions. But so, yeah, it, it was fascinating to see all these monkeys just wandering around, around us. The word of the day is fascinating. fascinating. When it comes to wildlife zoos, wildlife parks, safari parks, all of those things, aquariums, man, we love them. I and mean, it comes from a special place. It really does. Uh, so what do you think? What are your favorite zoos, aquariums, wildlife parks, all that? Hit us up on Full Metal Traveler 
zoos.com. Let us know across all social media what some of the zoos we miss that needs to be on our list. We hope we gave you a few more that'll be on yours down the road as you visit, whether by yourself or with some kids, or maybe you break a panda out and you visit <laughs> with them. I'm Jeremy Long, and for my wife, Amy, this has been Unskilled Travel Show. We'll see you next time.